cool. So here we are again. Hello, hello. Ready. <clears throat> hmm. So. I'm sensing into the the pressure of the of the record button. <laughs> it's blinking. <laughs> no pressure, man. We're on the record. We're on the record, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So welcome. Do you want to talk about, um, you mentioned earlier wanting to talk about just kind of like the ra uh, rationale, maybe like the, the vision for what we want to discuss on the podcast. And um, do you want to take just like a couple minutes to say, say a few words about that and then maybe say some of the uh, words that are on your mind um, and we can, we can just uh, dive into one that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's something about, there's something about a, this podcast or this conversation that I would like to have sit in a space where, where people could engage with it to where it's not necessarily a conversation between the two of us, but it's something that, you know, would would perk the ears of others that others could connect with that others, you know, could feel sort of coherence or connection to, or um, sort of resonance in, in their own, in their own experience. And so I think a lot of what I would like for us to, to talk about and, um, and have as a, as any sort of community that could be developed here is, is around our own personal experiences, you know, and, and how, sure. And what it means to be like what it means to be human and what it means to dialogue together about what it means to be human so like you know there's so many directions you know that, that you and i have discussed and ways that we different directions that we could go in different directions that we've been in in our past conversations and things that just keep circling around and so I would just like to extend the invitation to anybody who may be hearing this. Maybe nobody hears it. Maybe a few people hear it, but to dialogue, to, to dialogue with us, to, to, to come on, to come on the show or whatever, to come on the podcast, like just to be, be with us and discuss these things. Cause these are the things that Dan and I love to talk about. Dan and I's relationship is, is kind of founded on and it's all love. You know, it's all, it's all connection between us and we want to, like we want to share, share in that. And so, you know, we've, no we've, we've, yeah, we've, we've talked about different ways that, that we could describe what, what could be happening here or what, what's going on between us. We don't really know. We don't necessarily want to put a label on it, you know? Um, and, um, and so, and so, yeah, to box it in or to name it, you know, we, I, we thought, I thought about recently throughout the idea of afterwards and, just the idea of afterwards. I mean, afterwards, like after, after we're done with words. I mean, for so long, I've been just like so frustrated by 
the lack the, the lack of being able to communicate <laughs> it's so it's such a struggle and we, we stumble over words and we argue over words and now more than ever we know the divisiveness that exists around words and what happens afterwards what happens after what happens in silence and so i just i feel like that's the invitation offer people is like what is it beyond our words what is it beyond our concepts what is it beyond our doctrines what is it beyond all of this stuff where is the common ground where what does it mean to be human together and so yeah um that's what i want this to be about regardless of you know whatever the title becomes or whatever the mission statement you know may end up being posted or whatever i just want yeah i just want to invite everyone to participate in this in this dialogue with us so yeah that's cool man i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to the conversations that we get to have as well how does i'm curious how does all that how does all that land with, with you i know that you mm. you yeah well, I would say that um, when, when you when you say particularly this, this idea about um, you know beyond words, beyond concepts of um, uh, man, that it, it it speaks to something that I already know to be true deeply within me. Um, that whenever we put a word to something, whenever we label something, whenever we name something, uh, we're inherently just obliterating the being of that thing. We're like inherently just completely compressing and flattening this thing. Um, and I even thought about that in the concept of, um, you know, it, probably controversial, but uh, the idea of uh, pronouns that, you know, within the, uh, you know, LGBTQ community. And uh, there's, a, there's just a lot of uh, weight that goes into um, what you want to be referred to as. And um, I totally, that makes 100% sense to me. Um, but it doesn't matter what your pronoun is in, on another level, because you've already, the, the wonderful uniqueness uh, of your being is just, you know, flattened. It's just a convenience of, of language, no matter how, what, you know, what pronoun you give it, it's never going to be unique enough for you, the individual. Um, so that was the context that I was thinking about this idea of the flattening using language, uh, tyranny of language, if you will. Um, but I think the more that we could be aware of that, uh, the more that we could kind of uh, awaken collectively to um, the limiting nature of words, the limiting nature of rhetoric, the lim you know, and and at the same time the wonderful, expansive, indescribable nature of being, of reality, um, awakening into that kind of non-dualism, uh, that is gonna help um, our society the, to the degree that which we can do that, you know, not that it's kind of a magic bullet, but just kind of like go deeper, you know, go deeper into your thinking, uh, the way that we interact with one another, um, you know, even for myself, just wa watching my knee-jerk reactions to situations, to people, to words, to uh, whatever the case may be, um, and just trying to live a little bit more uh, aware life um, as, as, we, as we're all kind of traveling together, right? We're all like hurtling on this little ball together through space, and we're all here, you know, Adam and I are here, and you guys are here, and uh, we're all um, kind of sharing our, 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 uh, our time together, 
on this earth. So uh, let's be be nice <laughs> to one another. Yeah, yeah, fellow travelers. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love so much of that. Um, hmm. Yeah. I like the piece that you said about diversity, you know, like, like the uniqueness of each individual, like so much of it comes down to that, the engagement that, that, that we have with one another is, to, is, is about honoring, you know, it's about honoring the unique, mm. the particularity of the person. And not only the person, um, you know, as they represent themselves, but the person in the present, right? Mm. The, per the person before you, yeah. you know? Oftentimes, I think that we we can do too much of maybe a macro um, sort of uh, interpretation of reality, where it's like you're you're a person, yeah, among millions of people, and I engage with people, and we we objectify one another, we we dehumanize um, people essentially, and 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 what happens when when you can slip back into like not only attachment not only attachment to your, yourself and what you're representing, but offering, but offering that gift to other people to, to, for them to represent themselves however they wish too, in whatever moment, in whatever inner engagement that they, that they have. So I really love that. What you're mentioning there is just like, you know, beyond even the, 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 um, the pronouns that, that we take, absolutely honor whatever pronoun that you see fit. Absolutely. But, but even, but even, um, you know, I, I, th I think that you're, you're almost um, offering an invitation for people to go even beyond that is, you know, if that works for you, that's great. And, and, you know, and, but also um, I, I think that being together, um, being together in the, in the present moment, not attached to our own identity offers a gift for the person for the other person to also um show up that that way too and i think that there's, there's so much fruit fruit in that and and it's, and it's wild because because um you know not only does it not only does it um objectify or um or you know turn the person into an other in these in these dichotomies like you're you're you know this whole us us versus them thing um but 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 it honors like a bigger picture, like a, a bigger, larger narrative in that, in that we're human beings, we're all human beings together, but we're also embedded in, in, in a, in a larger, larger ecosystem, mm -hmm. the e ecosystem of, of, of engaging with, with all things in the present. And so I just, I really, uh, you know, I would offer that out back out to you too, is, is, you know, how can we not only engage one another with this curiosity and humility, um, but then also honor um, every supposed thing as if it's not an object for our use or utility, but as an object of, of um, uh, reverence. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I wonder, I wonder what, what comes up for you with that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and um, I'm excited to see the, uh, where, where it goes, what um, afterwards uh, 
where that takes us, where those uh, words take us, because it's a starting place and uh, we'll kind of see where the journey goes. So I'm excited. So welcome aboard. Yeah. Yeah, I think one of the, I think one of the themes right there, though, to tie to tie this in is, is like it's like the micro, micro, the micro, micro, and then the macro. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? The, and that's a lot of what you and I talk about. We talk about we talk about about that. Is like zooming in, like you and I, right here, right now. This this engagement, this bringing of myself to the best of my capability, but then also zooming out and going, whoa, 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 whoa. We're like embedded in this earth in this mm. planet and and among billions of other planets and stars and galaxies and it's just mm -hmm. like whoa and so the expand <laughs> that i think that nations know to keep that in mind um you know is 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 really been a helpful frame for for you and i in our conversations is like sometimes it's okay to get really really particular in the very grain mm -hmm. of it but then also and out expand out into the whole, the whole of it all and everywhere in between and everywhere in between. So, yeah. That's where the fun stuff is. Yeah. That's where the good yeah. stuff is. <laughs> Tension. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So some of the things um, that I mentioned um, us, us to talk about today is, is, um, uh, you know, one of the things is the, um, like this idea of moral relativism. Okay. You know, that seems so hot. Like, it seems like such a hot, like, we'll talk about morals, like, and, rel and relative, those two words together. Like, I'll just toss that out to you because I have a lot to riff on. <laughs> well, I mean, you bring up that, that's like a trigger word for me, man. I grew up evangelical. So, you know, moral relativism is, you know, part of the culture war. Uh, we got to attack that. We got to, you know, disprove all moral relativism. It's part of the, you know, decline of our society. And, um, so I, I guess my feelings now are more neutral towards it, to be, to be honest with you. Like, I don't necessarily have an opinion. I, I, I think that um, being brought up in a, a morally absolutist environment and, you know, especially for a time really buying into that, you know, myself or doing my best to buy into it because that's what my tribe was doing. Um, there's a freedom in a little bit of moral relativism, right? Where you can, um, you can realize that like, again, back to our, you know, talking about beyond words and, and the, the, the uh, incredible uniqueness of every individual. Every individual person has a unique moral perspective. Every individual person has a way of looking at um, the world and their interactions with it that's different from, from everybody else. I don't know that that's helpful for us as a society. We have to have some kind of uh, consensus, you know, to engage in society, to be a part of a social contract or it all kind of falls apart. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I, I'm just kind of like, um, just kind of, uh, floating. Maybe I'm a moral relativist myself now. I don't really know. Um, I don't have a strong opinion about it just because, uh, you know, I've seen it, I've seen the, uh, moral absolutism abused, but, um, really what was meant by that was our, our tribe's version, our denomination Christianity's version was the, uh, it was the right was the right way and then after you kind of break out of that a little bit you see that like every little tribe and every little denomination has their own version of uh, whatever moral absolutism is and so you're kind of unmoored a little bit where you're like oh well look at all that you know um that's a tribal version of morality actually that's not that doesn't that's not a universal uh morality even though that's what i was taught that it was so mm -hmm. um so that's where I'm at with uh, moral relativism, but um, 
I know you, you have some thoughts about it. I know you like to kind of pick at it and attack it because it's a, just like a big sweeping thing in the culture. And it makes almost like, um, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I, I also see from our conversations that it can be um, used as like the argument ender. You know what I mean? Well, you see it that way. I see it this way for, you know, it's just, everything's relative to one another. You know, we, we can't have a dialogue about this. We can't engage about this because I don't want to, I don't want to talk to you about it. So I'm going to pull out moral relatives yeah. and call it a day, which is equally, <laughs> which is equally as stupid an argument, I think, as my way is the only way because my tribe says so. That's stupid, yeah. but so is every tribe's different. So where's this middle ground again? Where's the uh, maybe nuance between these these two ideas? Where um, find somewhere in the middle that's actually helpful, or actually you can even have a conversation or have a society based on it. Go go, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> that's an easy one. That should be easy. I'm just. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Uh, huh. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we're seeing both sides of it where it's like you can clamp down on, on these morals and like you break, you break out of this, this sort of box and you're damned to hell, man. Like these are the rules. Don't break out of it. And then you have on the other hand, this like opening up of anything goes. And yeah. I just think that the economy like you're like you're saying it is it's it's silly it's silly because we all know that there's con like you said i think you mentioned the word contracts like there's there's unwritten social contracts like unwritten they're unwritten and, they're unwritten. and written uh, yeah <laughs> all of them <laughs> and so it's like who like like who who is the determining factor here like what 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 code of ethic are we talking about like <laughs> i mean the evangelicals or whatever or christians in general or you know, even people who who hold to, um, you know, the Bible as their as their as their book or whatever would would say, oh well, you know, the Ten Commandments, or you know, they would point to some particular passage sure. or whatever to ju to justify their position. So we're going back to a text, an authoritative text, because we're fundamentalists, and we go back to this text as as our source. You know, the prophet has spoken; it's done. Yeah, yeah. So I mean. And then when that's not agreed upon in the larger culture, because a pluralistic it's, culture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in a pluralistic culture, then you have the opposite, which is it, you determine, like it's up, it's like you, like you, you're the, you're the end all, like, and I'm like, good luck with that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, that just doesn't sound like a good idea. Mm -hmm. Like that I get to determine, I get to determine the, the moral structure of reality. Like, or maybe determine the rule. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's a safe bet. I don't really trust myself <laughs> with that kind of object. The, the far end of individualism. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And so I think that, that doesn't necessarily need to be part of the part of a war. I think that it can be part of the conversation. You know, I think that, you know, what is it about, what is it about the, the more conservative are more conservative brothers and sisters and family members that what is it about that like what is it about why do they why do they don't why do they want no relativism around their morals like what is it about that and then also on the other hand what is it about 
you know, are are less conservative or more liberal or whatever, whatever. What is it about them that wants to throw off these restraints? You know, and and what what is it? What what can we consider together the benefits and the and and consider together the benefits and the downfalls of each position? I mean, doesn't that ha doesn't that touch on something in our in every human's nature, right? The 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 balance between freedom maybe on the one hand and safety and security on the other hand. Um, I mean, I certainly think that, it, that the desire to adhere to a tribal moral code, an absolute moral code um, really is biological ingrained in us. I think that we're drawn to that um, like, like moths <laughs> to the flame basically because of our um, because of our biology, because of evolution, we, we you know, 10,000 years ago, we're in, we're in tribes, we're in, hunter, we're in small hunter-gatherer groups. And the only thing that can make us more cohesive than a blood family unit into something larger than a, just a you know, dog-eat-dog -dog or a family-eat-family -family world, anything larger than that to, to get to the tribal level, we have to adhere to some sort of a code. We have to adhere to some sort of a, maybe a myth or a belief, um, uh, some narrative, right? Some story about who we are and why we're here and uh, what behavior is acceptable and not. And um, that's just really hardwired, you know, to, to kind of go back to, and in an unquestioning way, you know, um, that's part of, the, part of the tribe. You don't, even, you don't even see it. It's like, it's invisible to you, you know, that, um, you, but you're drawn to be attached to a, a tribe like that. I, I think, I think that that's true. You know, I've seen that in myself, I've seen it true in other people. Um, the actual content of the beliefs, whether they're religious beliefs or moral beliefs or whatever are secondary to belonging, right? Mm -hmm. Like belonging is part of a tribe because that means safety to us. You know, that means security to us. And that's uh, that's pretty low on the Maslow's, uh, you know, uh, hierarchy there um, of, of needs. So I think that we're, we're, we're kind of drawn to that. Um, and without, you know, and, and I think that that served us well as human, as, as a species for a long, long time, you know, um, but now we're in, in an age where we're questioning some of those things and we're saying, does this, does this still serve us? Um, and at the same time, we're pulled into it biologically, like, <laughs> so there's a, there's a, there's a tension there, I think. Um, mm. I would say that like collectively as a society, especially in 2020, 2021, I, you know, it's been pretty clear that we as a society, we like, we're kind of, you know, digressing a bit in, the, in these ways, or maybe we were never very mature to begin with collectively. I'm not saying that in, there aren't individuals who are more mature, but I'm just saying like society is having a two-year-old temper tantrum uh, right yeah. now. <laughs> Mm -hmm. for safety and yeah. security. And I think that that's why a lot of conservative political movements, not to go down that rabbit trail, I think that that's why a lot yeah. of conservative political movements, um, which kind of has, you know, even sucked in evangelical Christianity at this point, um, has uh, been, they've been so successful because they offer security, they offer safety, they offer belonging. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you have thoughts. Uh, yeah. Please. Yeah, I want to, yeah, I think that, you know, you're pointing out the idea of, of belonging, you know, and these core, and these core 
essential need, like needs, like deep seated yeah. needs of absolutely part of the human, like eating and like, sleeping and shelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not to be um, dis, you know, di di disregarded. It's like I think that you know, it just occurs to me now that maybe, maybe here for us to sort of um dismiss in modern in the mo at least in the modern west or whatever in the modern in modern america it's like i have my own space i have my own ways of access resources you know i have my visual side of things and and so i wonder that's what just occurs to me right now is it's just like when when society as a whole or a people you know uh, when you know, when a culture that you're involved in um, has been part of democracy, which some could argue that democracy is a is a certain uh, human uh, part of a, a condition that humans haven't been able to necessarily experience in the past. You know, if you yeah. look at the scale of human history, like yeah, for democracy sure. is is to be valued. You know, brand new. Um, man yeah it's new and so and so i think that you know democracy coupled with with over stretching of individualism maybe is a result you know maybe as a result of i'm can i'm in control of my conditions i'm in control of my basic needs like me and mine like me and my family we're, we got this under control like i'll find the resources and so i think that when when we think that that you know, we can provide for ourselves, then it's easy to then um, launch attacks on people who are more fundamental, who are more, you know, fundamental. And so I don't know, that's, there's a little bit of a scattered thought, because I, I would like to take that. So take this somewhere else. But, but that's a scattered thought, because it's brand new to me, um, thinking that like, what, like, what is the, the ramifications of ultimate freedom and in, in the in the, the detriment of, 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 of uh, of this extreme individualism and how that plays into thinking that our basic needs are somehow um, uh, accessed by our own. So, so yeah, um, yeah. We need to go back into like. So I think that we're kind of struggling with that. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, and 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 I, if I if I could jump in, um, the uh, the Enlightenment philosophers, you know, Locke and that that you know American democracy was based on. They they struggled with this, you know, and they, they debated this and they had a lot to say about it. And I wish that I was a little bit more well-versed in that, but um, just like the idea of a social contract, um, they, they were, you know, stretching this out, um, the idea of a, a Leviathan, right? Um, forget which philosopher, you know, put that out there that the state is a Leviathan that keeps people from attacking each other because the state has, you know, power. Uh, to inflict violence on, you know, consequences for violent, for, you know, uh, breaking the laws. If, if one individual harms the other individual, well, the state has, you know, the apparatus and the power to come in and go, you can't do that. There's a mutual fear. Um, I'm, I'm reading this book, um, The Better Angels of Our Nature, Steve Pinker, and um, he has a lot to say about this, and um, it's a great book. I uh, recommend it. Um, and he talks about how that reduces violence in societies, um, that when we 
when the state has, when a, a legitimate state has, you know, a transparent state has um, the ability to hold people accountable for uh, misdeeds in a democracy, uh, that violence goes down. And even not in a democracy, even if it's, you know, an authoritarian state is in um, charge, a dictator's in charge, a feudal lord is in charge, it reduces violence because, uh, you know, there's one person in charge. Um, yeah, it's like an evolutionary process. So we're, we're kind of still in the middle of it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting to me that um, that there's a, a, um, a sort of um, a re, I don't know if, you, if you've seen it or, or whatever, but it's like this um, re-emergence of ritual and um, and tribe, tribe, new kind of tribe. So it's like, like even if you throw off the restraints of or religion as you know as it's known as it's been known, um, your sense of community is doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. Like your your need for community, it doesn't just go. Your need for tribe, your need for belonging, all of these needs that we just mentioned. It's like it's there, but it's interesting to me that like when we throw off the restraints of the traditional, conventional sort of like religious whatever traditions, it's like it's funny that we're re we're we're trying to redefine, and you know maybe even to some extent you know we might be even doing that, but it's like we're re you know, people are people have this desire to redefine tribe, mm -hmm. you know, redefine community on their own terms, and let's agree, and you know you have mon you have like monasteries where people will get get away and they'll 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 have rules of conduct or whatever because they want to become better human beings so they'll they'll do these daily rituals and daily practices i mean this is what the desert fathers did you know and so maybe we'll maybe we'll take off the label of christian but we still know that like we want coherence mm. <laughs> like we want uh, a reality that makes sense and, and a connection between the two of us and the three of us and the four of us, and all of us together all on the same page all like collaborating together sure. it's like these are all like the riches of 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 the of the of religious tradition regardless of whether it's christian or not i mean religion religion at it, in its best at its best you know to me at least provided that sort of place for people to ask the big questions you know and to um and to come and to come together and to and to be be in unity together and to and to see one another and belong and to serve the world and so all these great things it's like there was something about it that lost track you know and i want to blame protestant evangelicalism in america i want to I want to throw them under the bus, <laughs> but I, but you don't, you know, but you know, I don't want to throw, I don't want to throw stones necessarily at them. Cause like I said, there's fruit, there's fruit there. There's, there's things to be mined. There's, there's something about, there's something, and I've recently been thinking about this. There's something about the Protestant, um, the, 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 the reformation and, you know, we don't need to necessarily get into church history, but it's like, there's something about the protest, <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what the Protestants were. They were pushing back on these institutions. And then, and then what ended up happening? Last I heard, like thirty-three thousand denominations. Wow! Like, like denomination, denomination. 
divisions so they're like okay yeah. we're going to split off and this is what freedom this is what throwing off the restraints of religion you know and then and then i mean you can even name like the five main streams of within protestantism that distinguishes themselves almost a lot of times to say that catholics and eastern eastern orthodox aren't even christian so the mm -hmm. protestants are the only ones who are in so it's just like there's something about the human, the human um uh splits that we like to do we like to set yeah. things off and it's mm -hmm. just like and it, you know and so i think i think one of the things i'd like to say and, and throw into this conversation is an idea that you and i were wrestling with a couple months back is like what would it look like if we still had tribe we still had community if we still had our dunbar number of 120 say i mean this is a, the dunbar number of 120 where we're outside of the when you get beyond 120 people the capacity to communicate and to be in true relationship just kind of goes out the window so much for mega church anyway <laughs> that's an aside but but here's here's the thing when you have community like so if we reestablish these communities these communal connections between you know say say 10 people say 20 say whatever your tribe is and you you know you reestablish these these sort of like um guidelines and um, ways to mutually respect each other ways to serve the world all these all these good things i wonder what it would look like if our tribe doesn't doesn't necessarily have to throw stones at them <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it seems, it seems laughable, ridiculous, is that what would it happen if we still did the human thing of tribalism mm. in a fruitful, in a fruitful way, in, yeah. a, in a way that honors other tribes? Imagine yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's, that's the, uh, the touchy bit, right? Is uh, how do you uh, have that uh, community? And there's, uh, there's an element of exclusivity in that, right? This is our tribe, you know, um, but it's a welcoming tribe. You know, it's not a competitive tribe. It's not an, uh, we're going to, you know, to the exclusion of others. I mean, how do you, you have to have an awareness of, um, I like what, um, what Rob talked about uh, once. It's a very helpful framework for me to understand uh, certain things. Rob Bell, um, he said one time that there's like three concentric circles, right? There's the ego, there's the individual, then there's the community. Um, could be a family, could be a tribe, could be a nation, could be you know, the, all of these different groupings of people. And then the outer circle is uh, universal, right? Or global. And um, so we, we naturally progress through these stages. And when you progress through a stage, when you get out of your ego stage and you realize it's not all about me as a, you know, maybe a toddler, maybe a healthy way to progress through that ego stage is uh, maybe I can help my family. I don't know wash the dishes tonight, or maybe I can do some chores. Why? Because, you know, I, I benefit a lot from being in the tribe. So I want to, you know, give back or you know, begrudgingly maybe sometimes, you know, give back, but that's what we try to teach our kids, right. To break out of an ego stage at a certain point. And, but it doesn't mean that you obliterate the ego. It doesn't mean that you destroy the ego, um, which also can happen sometimes in an abusive tribal relationship. But um, now then we expand out to the universal. It doesn't mean that just because we recognize that we're all on this big spaceship earth together and we're, you know, uh, part of, we, we owe all existence, all everything we owe to something else outside of ourselves. You know, whatever you want to call that, you want to call that nature, you want to call that God, the universe, um, flying spaghetti monster. It doesn't really matter, right? That, you know, you, we as human beings are just so inextricably linked every breath that we take 
to our environment. We do not exist as separate entities from this universe that we're a part of. And how can we recognize that, have, have an understanding of that without neglecting a tribe? You can still cheer for your sports team, right? For your town, but um, you're not gonna go out and murder someone else for another sports team. I think that's probably like, maybe like in, off the top of my head, maybe the best analogy is like, rah, rah, cheer for your home team, for your tribe. But, it, but you kind of take it with a grain of salt and you're like, but I'm not going to murder someone from another city just because, you know, the 49ers are playing the Bucks this year or something like that. You know, it's not, it's not this violent tribalism. It's a camaraderie. It's a, it's a, you know, tongue in cheek, you know, competitiveness or like rivalry, but it doesn't mean that you ever would deny someone else's humanity on the other side. I think the yeah. problem is when we start to debase and dehumanize anyone else who's not in our tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And to take your analogy a little bit further is it's just Please. like, um, so did you say NFL or were you, were you uh, just, just sports teams? Yeah. I just pulled two, you know, NFL teams out of the top of my head, but could yeah. be anything, right? Yeah. So, so NFL, so you have NFL, you have your team, whatever. And, and then there's other teams. And so, but, so that doesn't mean that you, that you just like your team and you don't like the NFL. Like, so, so we expand out to the NFL and mm. then, Oh, like this is what game is this? Oh, this is football. So we like football. Let's we like football anywhere that football we love is the played. game. Yeah. Oh, and, and then let's expand. Wait a minute. What is football? Football's a sport. Yeah. So we're sports fans, but I like soccer better than football. Like <laughs> the best sport. And you know what? What second is hockey because it's kind of similar. You know what I mean? Like so, I'm a hockey soccer fan, and you're you're a stupid football fan or whatever. And and there's all the reasons why. You know, and so we're sports, we're sports, we're all sports fans, you know, and so I think that, I think that in some ways, like, like the, the, this concept can seem so, um, so uh, heady or whatever, or big or whatever, but I just think that in a lot of ways, it's simple. It's like yeah, it simple. humans together, like, let's be kind to one another, you know, like, let's try to see the humanity in the other person, you know, and, you know, we're, I mean, we're we're flying through space here we're spinning flying we're on an object that's spinning <laughs> like in flying fast <laughs> we're spinning and flying fast <laughs> like through the universe like in a galaxy among billions of galaxies it's like in some ways it's just a silly situation <laughs> it's ridiculous in a lot of ways you know and it's just like let's just we have the capacity somehow, some way to like see that we're something like together here. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me kind of laugh because it's like, it's like, it's like in some ways it's kind of troubling because it, because, and then that goes back into the conservative thing. It's like, no, 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 hold on a second. Like I might fly, <laughs> I might like combust here. Like I might fly into space here for a second. Cause it's like, I'm not attached to any sort of Adam dumb atomisms you know what i mean it's like so my <laughs> come from a small town in florida like i have this and that and this and i did this and this and that and it's just like it's silly yeah like i'm somehow ending up here like what is going on <laughs> and it's so much if it's like it's kind of guided by the ridiculousness of it all <laughs> you know and, and 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 then what what and then here's the thing is like to get back to reality it's like we don't really know 
anymore. Like, <laughs> like we don't really know anything anymore about anything in a lot of ways. Like the more we know, the more we don't, you know? Yeah. And that is that sort of like epistemological humility, <laughs> you know? Okay. It, essential epistemological humility the thing epistemology is is is, uh, is is knowing the things that we think that we know somehow we know things we think that we know things like have a little humility about the things that you think you, you know <laughs> you know <laughs> so i don't know it's 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 just like an, an a loop of ridiculousness in when we attack when we attach ourselves to any sort of identity markers or tribes but so so then so then to make coherence of reality, we have to some have some sort of guidelines and boundaries between us and and everything else because we don't want to stumble over the chair because we think that we're the chair or whatever. We don't want to stumble over objects because objects are separate is, from us. Is that why I'm always tripping over stuff, Adam? I don't think so. I think I'm just doing it because of clumsy, but yeah. <laughs> it's a clumsy situation. It's a clumsy situation. But yeah, so I don't know, like that. So I feel, I feel like, um, I feel like, yeah. Um, it's almost yeah. like if you can add like one drop of uh, what you're calling uh, epistemological humility. Is that what you said? And it's almost like if you can just like add a drop of that, it will just kind of like mm. ch change, you know, to use to borrow a biblical metaphor, maybe some yeast. <laughs> kind of worked into to some bread or something like that where it, it can has the power to transform an entire rigid way of thinking you know mm. an absolutist way of thinking or a fundamentalist way of thinking you know just a little bit of humility in that of you know we don't know i don't know you know i don't, I don't know for sure that this is what i think this is what i believe and here's why um but I'm not going to deny someone else's experience, you know, or be closed off to new experiences myself. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe just a little bit of that, a little bit of non-dualism, a little bit of epistemological humility can go a long way. Yeah. For us I as like that. human beings together. I like that a little bit of water in the yeast. That's great. That's a great, that's a great picture to imagine I um hmm. yeah I was picking up on something right there where you're saying when you're talking Let's see if I can trace back to it yeah along the way along the way in our experience we pick up some stuff we pick up some things that could be helpful for the conversation and so we present those things to the collective, you know? And that's just, that's what we're, like, those are the things that we can agree on. Like there's some things that we can agree on, you know? Call them morals, call them whatever you want. There's things that are helpful and we can, and we from our collective experience have all found the ways that are helpful and harmful. And so then when we present those as, you know, in a, in a humble fashion, we agree um they help us all together this is the way <laughs> <laughs> love it 